ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking time to listen to Sean Mike Podcast. This one's going to be a little bit different for topics. I'm actually going to be looking over each of the NFL games. i got a triple wild card weekend coming up, extra playoff teams, and I have this before in the NFL. Make sure you're my takes as a Packers fan as well, looking at that a little bit too, but that's going to be what we're diving into, into a little bit this evening. So thanks for taking time to listen. Hope you enjoy the pod. Okay, and as promised, I'm back here with you guys. I'm going to be going over my NFL picks and kind of give my breakdown of different games. Kind of new territory for me, but I feel like it's kind of right up my alley because I'm constantly going over the the Husker football games, looking at football in general, some of the different scores. I feel like going over some of these uh, playoff games for the NFL will go right up in my alley. And I'll also give some of my insights just being just a general football fan, being a Packers fan as well. So this is going to be some of my takes on it. So let's get right on started. So when we look at uh, one of the first games on Saturday, we're looking at the Colts at the Bills. When I look at that, I see the. it's really interesting where we're at right now because we're so used to the Patriots just being an automatic lock for the playoffs. But Tom Brady's not in New England anymore. Uh, Bill Belichick didn't have the squad around him, and he usually does. I expect next year to be a bounce-back year, but... This is not that year. They didn't make the playoffs, so the Bills were able to make the playoffs. But honestly, the Bills are impressive this year, going 13-3, and really taking over that division, but having just a good record all around. Kind of crazy that they didn't get the top seed, but that's just the kind of year the Chiefs had. I mean, when you win 13 games, you expect to have a shot at being, being that top seed, but that's not how it worked. And with the way the NFL went, it's not like previous years where you get a bye. You simply only have one team from each conference, Chiefs in the AFC, my Packers in the NFC, able to get the bye. So it's made it a lot different. It's made it for a triple wild card weekend. Usually you get a couple wild card games each day. Now we have three wild card games Saturday and Sunday. I think it's going to be exciting. It's definitely going to be surreal like this whole year has been, watching games without fans in the stands. But I like – Bills are favored by – Six and a half in this game. I honestly like the Bills to roll in this game. I think they're going to be able to cover, and I think they're going to have a solid win. I think that Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, Phillip Rivers being able to make the playoffs on on this team now. Makes for a good story. It's interesting. I just don't know if I see them being able to keep up with the Bills. I think the Bills are a very very well-balanced team. Kind of cliche because we're hearing so many people say this, but I really do think that they are a threat in the AFC. I think I'm really going to be curious to see how Josh Allen is able to go this game. He's really going to – he's had an interesting point in his career, and the reason I say that is he's had some success, but last year they were not able to get over the hump in the first round of the playoffs. They lost an incredible game against the Houston Texans. I want to see if Josh Allen is able to take that next step. Can he get a playoff win under his belt? Can this team have a well-balanced uh, playoff run? I think with the Buffalo Bills – They've been kind of a tortured franchise when you're looking at the playoffs and postseason. I look for them to get this done and be able to move on to the next round. I think they're going to easily roll with that game. Next, we've got something. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of this next matchup, and not because of the matchup, but mainly because it's in-division teams playing each other. You've got the Rams and the Seahawks, and I think it's great that they're you know getting to meet up you know, and that they both made the playoffs. But when you're playing the same team that's in your division, no less, that always makes it a little bit trickier. The, honestly, I feel like 
This is a knock, but when I see the Seahawks play, I always feel like they're in these really gritty, just kind of knock you out, drag you out type games, especially when it's in division. I know the Rams, it's on the fence about where they're going to have Goff available. If he's not going to be available, if it's going to be a backup, he's he's got the injury he's dealing with. This game's a little bit tough to make out. Uh, Seahawks are favored by three and a half. This game is also in Seattle. It would be really crazy to see what this game would look like with fans, but that's just the way COVID's been this year. We don't have the luxury of having fans out there. It's really reliant mainly on the energy your team can bring. I like the Seahawks to win ugly. So I'm looking for them to win. Don't know if they're even going to cover the spread. Although, who knows, because it's going to come down to whether Goff plays or not. Sometimes Goff can be a little bit turnover-prone, but I think Seahawks are going to win an ugly game. I think we're looking at, like, a 20-17 to 17 type game. You know, I don't expect there to be too many points scored in this game. We'll see if I'm proved wrong on that, but that's kind of what I'm looking at for this game. And then also, when we look at this – also, one, one little side note on that, I, I'm – I like the way Russell Wilson started the year. I know he's tapered off a little bit. I think he's going to be it, as always. It's, it's an obvious statement. I get it. You're the quarterback. So it's no joke that, hey, if the quarterback plays well, your team's going to you know, win the game. Well, that's pretty obvious. Why would you say that, Sean? But I think if he can – the level of play he brings this year in the postseason is really going to have a big impact on whether this team is able to make a run and how far they're going to be able to get in the NFC. I think it's going to be really key to watch how their team's able to go, but I do like them in this first-round matchup. The next matchup, I honestly can't stand the way it worked out. It's coming off that Sunday night game. It's just it's insane the way it even worked out. You're looking at an Eagles team that they're actually exciting. People were into their, into their team. They had Jalen Hurts playing. Gave them kind of something to look forward to. I kind of... I'm not saying Wentz is a bad guy or that is a bad quarterback, but the course has kind of just come to an end. At this point, we've seen what we've seen out of him. There was a lot of things beyond his control, I'm sure, with injuries and whatnot. Philly had a ton of injuries. I just don't know if it's working out there. Seems like, you know, there's reports that the relationship's not in good order. Seems like they're kind of going in opposite directions. They throw Jalen Hurts out there. And then all of a sudden, he has a little bit of spark. He hasn't been perfect by any means. He's had his ups and downs. He's a rookie QB. But he looked like something exciting. And then you take him out of the game. You put you put a guy that's that's been on your roster for a little while. And what are you really trying to prove there? I mean, Jalen Hurts is – if you're not going to have Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts is going to be the obvious pick moving forward. It's not going to be any question about who the quarterback's going to be, at least to start next year. So you throw in the backup QB, and it's like, what are you doing? It messes up that division. It messes up that game. I get it. There's draft implications, and it's and it's hard to really fault a team. I, I it's I'm so torn on this because when you're looking at the former player in me, and you're looking at the competitor, I'm like, man, that just looks like a really awful look. And you know, from the teammates too, no one was really happy about that at all. I know uh, Sanders came out. He had public comments about he wasn't happy about it. How he, you know, no one was really supporting that move, and it's just all about communication and being on the same same page. I just, I always want to see a team go out there and try to get the win. You don't want to see them try to strategize for what their draft pick is going to be. If you can do it, you can be a lot more subtle than that. Primetime game of the year. 
You do it on national television. Last game left, deciding a division. Just kind of an awful way to see a division come. And honestly, I guess we can expect no no less from the NFC East, though, because you know when you're looking at that, looking at that division, <laughs> it was just a poor division. You're looking at Dallas trying to scrape their way in the playoffs. You're looking at the Giants who who were up and down. You know. Just awful. I guess I shouldn't say the Giants. I mean, heading into the last week, but I just mean overall throughout the year. It's just pretty poor. And then you're looking at Washington getting in. I, I can't remember if they're 7-9 or, or 8-8, eight eight, but either way, just kind of an ugly game. They just had Dwayne Haskins on their team. He get, or Dwayne or Dwight Haskins, I can't remember. But he just got released. He's not in the league anymore. Had a struggle. Alex Smith, great story, but tough to say if he's going to be able to ever get back to the level he was before, but nevertheless, that leads us to a Washington game where they actually, in an amazing, just, just craziness, they get to host a playoff game. So you win seven, eight games and you get to host a playoff game. Congratulations. They really got to look at that in the future, but we're not at the future. We're right now. So when we look at the Bucks in Washington, I've got to say the Bucks are favored by eight. I'm looking for the Bucks to win big. I don't think this is going to be close. I think that the Bucks are going to come in. I think they're going to play a solid game. I don't really see Washington being able to take this game. I look for the Bucks to win by a couple touchdowns. I think they're going to put up probably 27, 28 points at least. And I think Washington maybe going to maybe they'll get up to 13, 17. Maybe they can make it closer than 14, but I just don't know if they're going to really have that ability to keep it close. I do like the Bucks winning in that, being able to move on. Not sure what I think about uh, Tampa Bay long-term. I think that they're going to be an interesting matchup, an interesting team. But I'm not really sure what to make of them long-term. Okay, and then we roll in. Those were the Saturday matchups. Now we roll into the Sunday matchups. Ravens at Titans. So Ravens are actually a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, even though it's at the Tennessee Titans, I'm really torn on this game. And the reason why is you'd think that Lamar Jackson is going to be able to have a shot at uh, winning this game, being able to you know, move on and be able to get the dub. I don't know if I'd put it on him, though, for why that I don't think they're going to win. I just think that I was really impressed by the Titans, not only last year in the playoffs. I feel like they were able to follow it up at least somewhat within the regular season. Uh, Derrick Henry's a beast. There's no joke about what Derrick Henry does. It's cl- that's almost even become the cool thing to say or the, or the normal thing to say. But when you get to late season, that guy's just a freight train. And he's just he's a locomotive, and you're trying to get that engine off the tracks, but it's not always easy to get that engine off the tracks. I just think that Tennessee, if they can control the game on the ground, Tannehill, in my opinion, has proved it enough times that he can make – those passes that you need, whether it be regular season or postseason, I just like what they're going to be able to do. I do think this will be one of the most interesting matchups, though, because you're looking at you're looking at two teams that kind of want to do the same thing. I think you're looking at a Baltimore team that wants to control the game on the ground. They want to have the pace of the game. They want to really, really ball out and do everything they can there. You're going to have a Titans team that wants to run it with Derrick Henry. I think whatever team, in my opinion, is going to be able to run the ball more efficiently and the team is going to be able to complement that with some play action, be able to get enough yards through the air, is going to be the team that has a real shot. Looking at ball control, being able to run the run the ground, play action pass. Also, as always, turnovers. 
if you turn the ball over a couple times this game, could put your team in a tough position. Overall, I like the Titans to be able to win this, even though Baltimore is favored by three and a half. I like the Titans, but I don't think it's going to be uh, too big of a deficit, though. I think it's going to be, you're looking two to three points, in my opinion, for what that's going to be. And I just like uh, the Titans being able to pull that one out. And then the next game, might want to plug your ears for a Bears fan, because I'm not going to be too kind. And this actually kind of brings me to an important thing that I want to bring up with the Packers and being a Packers fan overall. When you look at that game on Sunday, it was honestly a closer game than what it could have been. Honestly, Valdez Scantling, he had a huge touchdown pass, I believe, in the first half. He dropped one in the third quarter. In my opinion, the Packers honestly could have had that game maybe by three touchdowns. They played a lot closer, wound up being a lot closer in the end. They were still able to comfortably get a win, but they could have really had that much more of a win. The reason why the Bears actually made the playoffs is because the Cardinals were not able to get a win. So that's the reason why the Bears were able to actually make the postseason. Kind of looking a little bit with Bears-Packers. And one thing that I, I never want to admit this, but the thing is, is lately when you're looking at the Vikings, when you look at the Lions, but the Bears, in my opinion, have always been that team that could truly be a legitimate threat to the Packers. When you look at the Vikings, yes, they've had their years, they've had their moments, but I haven't really been able to see them as consistently. But when you look at the Bears, though, I've always felt like Khalil Mack especially is on a different level just from talent they've had before. But the way their defense has always been, I've always felt like that if they can just get the right QB in there, that they could really have a shot to be a lot more competitive than what they are. I think with Mitch Trubisky, he's kind of polarizing. I know that I've got some people that will also have will also have pods like the Bo G podcast. Check that out. Check that out. Feel free to look him up. He's, he's went to college with him. Huge Bears fan. He's kind of thinking Trubisky might be the answer. I, I don't know if I see that honestly, because. It's a tough spot to be in. He's not gonna. He's definitely not an elite quarterback. I think what you're, but he also he's not just average either. I think he's slightly above average. But his problem is if if he could do exactly what he does now, and cut down on the turnovers, I feel like you'd have more of a shot. But his big thing is, you don't know if he's gonna give the ball to the to the other team a couple times. I mean, I was looking at, or his last week. I don't think it was last week. I think it was a week before. He had a turnover where he's on he's in like the twenty yard line, he's on the red zone trying to drive it in, and he throws the ball like across his body and it's and it's just a horrible pick and you're just like, I mean, what are you doing? I mean I mean, there's rookie QBs that know not to make that mistake. I'm gonna be really interested to see what they wind up doing with him long term, uh, what he's gonna be able to look like overall. The Saints, when you look at this game, they're actually a ten point favorites. Uh I think that when you look at this, I would honestly be shocked if the Bears were able to have this game be competitive. I just don't see it right now that they're in a position. I mean, they're a team that really backed their way into the playoffs. Did not look good against Green Bay. Didn't look too terribly impressive in their last game before that, but they're in the playoffs. I just don't think they've got a lot of momentum going. If the Bears were able to get a win, I think it truly could be one of the biggest upsets of the playoff weekend if they are able to pull it out. I just don't know if I see that. They're playing at the Saints. I get it. There's not fans, but they're still having to travel to New Orleans. I don't know if I see them having the firepower to beat New Orleans. So I'm going, I'm going to Saints. I don't know if 
And I, yeah, honestly, I think I'd say the Saints would be a couple touchdown favorite in my opinion. I, I could see them winning by a couple scores. And then lastly, we 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 end up with the Browns and the Steelers, and talk about luck for a franchise or or lack of a luck for a better word. I mean, when you're looking at what they're having to deal with, you are actually looking at a Browns team that they're getting impacted by COVID, and it's crazy that the NFL was able to post postpone games. They were able to get through it, but when you're looking at this, they don't have their head coach for this game. I know they're missing their guard, I believe, for this game. I know they're missing multiple players. I believe it was up to seven that were COVID positive and are going to be impacted for this game. So that's that's really this just got to be a downer. I can only imagine being a fan base that hasn't seen your team get in for get in for how long, but and then all of a sudden you have your team's impacted by COVID. You're having all these things go on. That's a tough spot to be in. You, you do feel for them a little bit. At the same time, it is what it is. They're just going to have to adjust. And then they're playing a Steelers team where the Steelers are kind of an interesting spot. I mean, they've they've been kind of on the struggle train. They were able to they were able to you know win late in the year, be able to have a shot to get in the playoffs after having an amazingly hot start. But they're another team. They kind of remind me of the Bears, not to the extreme that the Bears are. I'm not saying that, but they're another team. I feel like kind of is backing their way into the playoffs. I mean, they're they're able to have it to where they made it in, but. They're not looking that great in the playoffs. They're kind of looking like a team that was just able to make it in. They're not that impressive in terms of being on a roll or anything like that. But they're in the playoffs nevertheless. I don't know how much noise they're going to be able to make in the playoffs. I'm going to be really curious to see how their run's going to be able to go. Is Big Ben going to continue with this short passing game? Are they going to be able to push it down the field a little bit more? That's really going to be what I look for when when checking this out. But overall, I do think I'd like the Steelers to be able to win this game. I just don't think with the Browns missing their head coach, I don't know if they've got that much margin of error to be losing your head coach that's made an impact with Stefanski. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have him on the sideline. You're missing multiple players. You're missing a solid guard. You're missing, you know, over five players. You're going to at least seven players that are probably going to be missing that game. I think there might be some assistant coach or an assistant coach or two that's missing the game overall. I just don't think the Browns have enough firepower to be able to lose all those pieces and still be in a spot to be, you know, number one, focused on the game enough, and number two, just being able to to pull that game out. So I just like the Steelers being able to win. Steelers are favored by minus six. I don't even know if the Steelers are going to cover that, but I just like them somehow, some way to be able to get that win. So those are my takes overall when looking at Wild Card Weekend. Uh, I'm very thankful that the Packers do not have to uh, be in this weekend. Uh, it's one of those things where I think that – I know there's always that debate between whether you want to try to keep, stay hot or whether you want the bye week. In my opinion, especially the way this year has been with COVID and everything, take the extra time off if you can get it. Take the bye, be able to rest your players a little bit have it to where you can have that rest and then hopefully find some momentum and find your spot after a week. It's just been such a crazy year with people missing the missing games due to COVID. And then on top of your normal injuries, you get it throughout a normal NFL season. I think this week could be a good thing for them. I'm curious to see who they wind up playing coming out of this and how these teams are able to do long-term. But those are some of my picks for what I'm thinking for this, uh, for these playoffs you know, hit me up if you guys, if what you guys might have for, for thoughts on the playoff games. I also don't want, want you guys to know I did not forget about the Nebraska recap. I'm trying to just find that right time. I'm thinking I might actually do a recap of the Husker season after the national championship game. 
after we get Alabama and Ohio State. I think that'll be a perfect time. The season will kind of be concluded, be a good time to just kind of get my thoughts overall and, and long-term pictures, you know, for the Huskers and everything like that. So that's, that's where I'm at for there. And, you know, that's where my takes are for this. So I appreciate you guys taking a chance to, to listen right now. I'll be back with you in a sec. Okay, guys, once again, I do want to say thank you for taking time to listen to the podcast. I appreciate any feedback that you provide to me and they give to me. I also do want to say, uh, once again, thank you, uh, Tyler Perry from Loft Sports, for joining me on my podcast last time. Uh, we're still kind of – I'm working through some of the audio for when I have a guest on, making sure the audio lines up. But overall, uh, you guys have taken time to listen to that, and I am appreciative that you guys have given – have, you know, taken some time to listen. Overall, I, I'm just – I can't stress this. I know I, I feel like I say this every time, but I really am enjoying being in the podcasting again. I feel like I'm finding ways to bring out more content. I also want to let you guys know that here here soon, sometime before the game start, I am planning to give a little bit of a of a prediction and recap of the last round for the college football playoff. So I did want to let you know that that will be up ahead before the national championship game. So thoughts on the previous games and kind of my prediction heading up for that national championship game. And as always, you know, thank you for anyone that does take time to subscribe. You can find the Sean Mike podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also find the Sean Mike podcast on YouTube. You can also use some of my videos that I've done. I've got a couple up there planning on doing a couple more here in the future. But I do want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Sean Mike podcast. You guys have a great night.